<laughs> I cannot believe it's taken us almost three months to say happy new year. Happy new year, everybody. <laughs> First off, how is it March? <laughs> uh, because uh, January was quiet and February has been a blur. February has been a blur. Honestly, if I got COVID, I don't know how the fuck I got COVID. I was so sick. Never leaves her home. <laughs> I never leave my house. It's cold. And I haven't really left. I was super safe. I was really scared about this new variant. And sure enough, I got it probably from going to the freaking grocery store. So everyone be safe out there, especially we've had a few clients, poor clients, they've booked something and they've gone in for their COVID test and tested positive. So they can't when they go didn't on know set. they were sick. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, all of you actors out there, one just, you know, do what you can to keep yourself safe. And if you've booked a role, maybe hide inside for a little bit. No, I'm just teasing. No, it is a shame. We've actually lost three roles and had to have our clients recast or the role recast last minute because they tested positive and they weren't feeling ill. So what a time, what a time, but you know what? I'm sick of talking about COVID. Let's jump over <laughs> that. I'm so sorry. You got that. It was so bad when I called Nicole. Cause of course I rely on her so much. And I'm like, how are you feeling? I'm not death's door. I'm like, okay, so are you going to work till six tonight? Do you want to take the day off? Please say you'll work, please. No. I felt <laughs> awful. And my, the big thing for me was the sore throat. I didn't realize it was going to be that much of a sore throat. I literally lost my voice and it was like trying to swallow razor blades. Yes. So I thought I actually had strep throat, but I did not. I realized I had COVID and then my worst fear in life, I actually lost my sense of smell and taste. (laughs) And I am a goddamn foodie. So to lose that, I was like, but you, this is the thing. Let's be honest. Everybody loses their sense of smell and taste. If you're very sick, normally, cause you have a sinus infection or you have a cold. So I think it's funny that they've made it all about like, Oh, it's just COVID. You lose your taste and smell, but it is a bit more extreme. Anyways, like I said, we have so much to talk about. And I think Nicole and I've had all these ideas pent up, but not able to chat with you. So one we've missed you. I hope Mm -hmm. you've missed us. I am sorry that we've been so rarely there for you, but just know we are always here and you can email or text us. Well, not after hours on weekends, you know, our rules there, but I want to jump into something that happened today. Uh, We always tend to talk about kind of current events and what we're going through on the day. I had a girl in her late thirties have a new photo shoot and we had discussed, you know, really finding her great gritty roles and mature roles. And I said, you know, she's, she's got this beautiful figure. I said, make sure not to show a lot of cleavage. And I would like it actually dumbed down. I'd prefer if there was no cleavage, go really light on the makeup. Well, I looked at the proofs today and you guys, oh my fucking God, natural makeup does not mean drawn on eyebrows, you know, fake, huge mink eyelashes, red cheeks and drawn lips with lip liner. And then there was cleavage. So I just want to talk about something that's really important, communication with your photographer and communication with the makeup artist. If you see a makeup artist doing your makeup, it's always good to have a little side mirror. Now, obviously we're focusing more on the females right now, but we know some of you male actors also like a little bit of foundation on your face. Um, So it goes for you guys too. I think it's really important that you have a side mirror 
in your hands at all times, or at least checking every few minutes and just making sure that they are on par with your wants. Because if you let them finish your makeup and you let the photographer do their job, and if their lighting is fabulous and the photos are fabulous, it's not their fault if the makeup is not what you want. So either communicate really strongly your wants or really pay attention and correct them. Maybe even bring in examples. It's like going to get your hair done and trying to explain to your hairdresser what you want, because my version of a golden locks might be different than my hairdresser's version. So take in some sort of photo or references for the makeup artist, for the photographer, so that they also have a sense because sometimes our descriptive words to each other are very differently interpreted, interpreted. Yeah. But natural makeup normally doesn't mean huge mink faux lashes and drawn in brows and drawn up lips, but you know, I mean, teach their own. So let's just skip over that one. Cause that I kind of lost my mind. Um, but when I also, looked at those proofs, talk to your agent, figure out what they want. I think a lot of people think that they need to have certain, I'm going to quote unquote looks. looks. They need to have a hallmark look. They need to have a mom look. They need to have a bad boy biker leather jacket look. <laughs> No, please talk to your agent, see what they need from you, because we need to make sure that your headshots are selling you. And we essentially want the headshots to look like you. We've also received headshots from very young actors, 15 that look 21. Like, no, we want to try and sell you within the age category that you look the most like. We also see a lot of airbrushing. So be mindful of that too. Yeah. You want to look like you. This is not face app on your Instagram, everyone. We want you to look natural, especially since the Me Too movement. A lot of female writers are out there writing great roles for females. We want to have grit. We want to be ourselves. I want every woman out there to be proud of what their body is like. I don't want you thinking you have to look like the anime Jessica Rabbit. I know that's a bad example or old Pamela Anderson. Uh, that is a very big stereotype. And it, what I'm really loving is that, and I'm going to be very honest here, the bimbo roles are gone. And if they do pop up, they're normally a line or two. So what I'm really proud of is that the writing is definitely going in a direction of the real woman, the woman next door. And so if you want to appeal to that, don't stick your fucking chest out and wear a tight top with massive cleavage and your lips all blown up with lip gloss. Now, if you want to play the hottie or the tart or the bimbo. And these words are horrible. And I hate saying them, but unfortunately that's how they describe them on breakdowns. This is not my wording. Um, then there is a market for that, but it's a very small market these days. So be proud of what you look like, cherish what you look like. And yes, going back to what Nicole said, please, everyone out there, stop wearing leather jackets in your photos. Agents hate the leather jacket. Stop trying to be a tough person. You are not in Greece unless you're in the new pink ladies Greece for Perma Plus. You will not need to wear a leather jacket ever. I love this. It's like every single fucking male actor every out single. there sends us a leather jacket photo. I love it too because a lot of these guys are like, super innocent, don't really necessarily fall in that category, but it's like, they're trying too hard. No, <laughs> just well, and, no. <laughs> and this is the other thing too. There, there are bad leather jackets out there. Like there's the eighties leather jacket, like the oversized, there's the hot little biker jackets. There's the oversized biker jackets. So keep in mind that what you think is cool might not translate 
either to your agent or to casting. And that's another thing. I know actors, especially on my roster, get nervous when they send me a full link because they always want to shortlist their own photos. And every time they send me their shortlist, I never like what they choose. And I know that sounds horrible. And I shouldn't say never. I should say 85% of the time, 90% of the time, I don't like what they choose. I feel an actor isn't the best at choosing their own shots. Yes, I'm going to be very blunt on this podcast. I'm sorry. If you don't want to listen any further, you can hit the mute button or you can hit end. But I, I just feel like at this point, I the gloves are off. I feel that actors look for photos that they feel makes them look good. We're looking for photos that show your essence, show your true self. So if you're hilariously funny, we're going to want that to come through. If you are naturally mysterious or interesting, we want that to come through. Please don't pretend or force the mystery. Please don't think you have to be mean in a photo so you can play a tough guy. Guess what? If that's not naturally in you, it will not come through the photos. Don't force it like you wouldn't force an acting. Why would you force a look in a photo shoot? It is hilarious the photo shoots that I have to go through and the links I go through. I don't know. I I have too much to say about this. I could probably spend the entire podcast talking about bad photos. (laughs) It is true because I think sometimes when there are even personally, listen, we don't have to put photos out there for anyone for ourselves to casting or anything like that. But I find a lot of times people choose photos or like photos of us that really showcases our essence. And we don't necessarily think that they're our prettiest quote unquote photos. So it is interesting to see how other people view you or see you. It's also important for your agent to love your photos because that's what they're selling you to casting with. And it's important that they see your essence coming through because they're the ones that are seeing all the breakdowns. They see the characters, they see who they're choosing. They're seeing the photos that are working or not working. So please do trust your agent with regards to photos. Unless they're not a good agent and they choose really shit photos because that could happen too. Anyways, I want to dive back into what you brought up, Nicole, is the looks. I don't know why I'm still getting these like period piece outfits thinking, oh, I know there's period pieces and, you know, Taylor Sheridan's written like two more shows and I want to be in the mayor of Kingstown or, you know, Yellowstone. Like, what are you thinking? Why are you wearing a peasant top? And your hair and little brettes. This is the thing. Or why are you wearing like a doctor's coat with, I feel like they should have a badge on it. Stop it. (laughs) That's all I can say. Stop it. Just wear a very simple sweater. Have a cute smile. If you're trying to do the Hallmark thing, you don't have to put your hair and little pigtails and have a big smile on your face with like a gingham outfit. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the casting directors want to see a photo that represents you well, but gives that hint of a non, I don't want to say like, it's a bit anonymous. I'm trying to figure out the right word. You need to feel like this photo is a blank canvas and that they see you and go, oh, we could put him in this role or we could put her in that role or we could put them in this role. It's instead when you give them such a specific look like a peasant shirt or a leather jacket or a doctor's cloak, you're saying that's your one way, your one way. So yeah, it's a pigeonhole. I think too, when you have the essence coming through of the actor, they see that and casting can, like Michelle said, oh my gosh, they could be a doctor. They could be a lawyer. They can be uh, that really weird, creepy guy from next door. The one shot, it can do it all for you. It doesn't have to be specific, which puts you in a box. 
Yeah. We just took on an actor who's been acting for almost 20 years. I looked at his headshots. I'm like, we need something that's an everyday man. And they said, well, no, I play all the dark stuff. I play all the bad roles. I'm like, so the writing's smart these days. Think about it. It is the guy next door that's done something horrible. It is the doctor. It is. I mean, you don't have to look like a hunchback and come out of the grave to play a dark role. And I know that's again, going down a brutal rabbit hole, but we actually had them shot. And oh my God, these photos are unbelievable. And their manager in LA was so excited because this opens so many more doors. So stop going against the grain. Stop going against, it's like you're swimming the wrong direction. I'm thinking of like salmon going up into the stream and you're going against the stream. Probably a bad metaphor. Let's say something else. Stop going against yourself. Do something that actually serves you and stop being so critical of what you look like in photos because own who you are, own who you look like, own your looks. If this is who you are, own it. There's a space for you. It's important that you look like your headshot as well. If you're trying too hard to put yourself in a box and then you audition for a completely different role and the headshot, the casting shows is very different from the self tape that they receive or the actor that walks into the room. Oh my goodness. They're like, Oh, 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 we didn't, (laughs) this is not who we chose. So be mindful of this. Also, you need to think that these are the tools that are used to sell you to casting. So it is really important that you and your agent are aligned with what is being put out there and how you are marketing yourself. Mm -hmm. Nicole, do you want to go into that lovely rant you did today about the excuses, the excuses we're getting these days? There should be no excuses. You're not doing a self-tape. We're all at home. And if you are traveling, lucky you, and guess what? You can bring your self-tape equipment. Yeah, we, it's, I always find it very funny about excuses, but just excuses in general. I think me and Michelle are just kind of getting to a point, especially, and I'm sure a lot of agents are when people, we are super excited about the opportunities that we're getting for our clients. So when our clients say no, it feels like such a slap in the face. And it feels like we are spinning our wheels to get appointments for clients that they are like, meh, I'm busy. Eh, I'm away. Meh, I don't think I can do it in time. Meh, I got a busy week. Meh, my computer died. Oh, I didn't get the email. It went to my junk. Like guys, <laughs> help us help you. Um, I'm just, I'm just over it. And I think too, this is an interesting time because it's sometimes it's a chopping time. It's a, it's a new year. We're a few months into the new year and the people that are great to work with and easy to work with. And we work well, there's a great communication. There's great back and forth. These are the people we want to work with the people that are putting up roadblocks, um, not available, not taping, uh, not communicating. These are the people that we're kind of like, why are we working so hard to get appointments for you and to try and, um, we work for free until you book something. So we we're done. <laughs> we're just kind of done with these people. It's like shit or get off the pot you're in or you're out because I don't want to work, keep working for free for someone that is really disrespectful of our time and energy and, um, can't give the same energy and effort back to us that we give to them. There's just so much going on. I feel like a lot of it has to do with the fatigue, the COVID fatigue, that it's been years of this. And I feel like a lot of people are getting down and, you know, I don't want to bring up mental illness in a negative way. I, I deal with it. I'm going to be honest. Um, I can get depressed and I can get low and I always try to 
prop myself up every day. But this is the thing. I feel that this has gone on so long that I feel people are lacking ambition, lacking that drive that we used to have because we had so many other things driving us into positivity. Like maybe you were going to a friend's birthday party that weekend. Maybe in a month you were traveling to Mexico. Maybe that you were celebrating something. I don't know. But at this point, maybe it's even the energy of going into the room and I I can appreciate the frustration it is, you know, churning out self-tape after self-tape after self-tape and not getting, I'm going to say that feedback that you might have received in the room or, or actually connecting with casting. Yeah. We can appreciate that is also weighing on a lot of our actors. Yeah. And that's, it's difficult when so many actors are doing such great work and there's nothing coming back. And you have to understand that the agents are feeling it too. I mean, I think Nicole and I upload an upwards of 30 to 50 self tapes a day and yes, we're getting bookings, but the ratio is tiny compared to the work that's going out there. But keep in mind that casting is seeing 30 to 40 to 50 actors per role now, where when we used to be in the room, it was like 10 to 15, maybe 20 if they were looking for a specific child or something like that. Actually, I want to deflect back to something. We were talking about headshots and looks. If this is a parent listening or a friend of a parent that's trying to get their child into acting, please let your child again, be their age, be natural. If they're 14, please don't pile makeup on them. Please don't over airbrush them. Don't put them in mature clothing. Again, this is a time that we need to embrace how we look, our age and our naturalness. So I just wanted to touch base on that because I think it's really important. We are seeing roles right now. Um, I know in the past there have been shows that I'm going to say Beverly Hills 90210, quote unquote, high school kids, their actors were in their thirties, quote unquote, Riverdale actors are a little older than high school right now. They are casting actors within that age range. We're looking at 13 to 20, real 18, real 19. We're not looking 28, 30 right now. So I think it is important that age range, that adolescent 13 to 19, please try and look your age the best you can, because we don't want to try and age you up right now. The, the roles that are coming out for that age, great age group is that age group. Yeah. It's, it's strange. You know, a lot of actors have called us lately and been like, Oh, I can play 17 and they're 28. You can't play 17. If you tried, this is the thing. The reason why I'm, we're going to use Degrassi's example, because Nicole and I got a lot of emails. I mean, Degrassi, you guys, Degrassi wasn't even a great show back in the day. Hey, maybe the reboot will be great. And I'm not trying to poo poo it before it comes out, or I'm not trying to diss it before it comes out, but this is the thing. When you're doing a show that's based on high school, you're never going to hire kids that are in grade 12 or look grade 12, because that means the show would end after one season. You're normally hiring kids to play grade seven to 10. So there's at least two years in high school that they can play. So when they even have an age range going to 20, it means they want 20 year olds to play 16. 19 year olds play 17. It doesn't mean they want 20 plus to play 13 to 16. So just keep in mind. Could you imagine if they did that for Harry Potter? Yeah. (laughs) They hired an 18 year olds to play Harry Potter's age because you look, that was a series that went on. There was like what, eight movies and they grew with the times, but the kids were able to grow. And that's the importance of some of these shows right now. Some shows are choosing a specific age range that is younger. Some shows are not, and they are going for those uh, higher like twenties to play 
uh, 16 or to play high school. So be mindful of the type of project, be mindful of the network, be mindful of what your act, what your agent is telling you in regards to what casting is specifically looking for. Cause casting for Degrassi specifically said only 13 to 20, no to play older, younger, to play younger. <laughs> specifically yeah. we're not looking at 20 plus yet they yeah, just this isn't a euphoria situation yeah. which again this was brought up to us and we said yes but that's hbo max because of the extreme content there's a nudity in there there's uh, a, a little nudity. nudity there's a lot of nudity <laughs> again i don't know if everybody's seen that joke about hbo it's like is it porn or is it hbo and seriously sometimes hbo gets to that very fine line of is it or isn't it anyways that's a whole other ball of wax. And but, you got to be 18 plus to be doing that stuff. Yeah. So I know with Euphoria, they were actually intentionally finding 21 year olds to play 16 just because it's such explicit content. Mm-hmm. But again, if they can find a very mature 19 year old who's comfortable with the situations, they're going to lean that way. So I think this is another thing other than, you know, giving every excuse under the sun, why you can't do your self tape. Also be mindful what you communicate with your agent when you're like, Hey, my friend read for this. I think I suit it. Did you read the breakdown? Are you sure you suit it? Or did someone say, Hey, this would be great for you. Because as we know, right now, we were talking about accuracy of your headshots, accuracy of age. It's also accuracy of your ethnicity, accuracy of language skills. You know, this we're in a period of time where no one should be playing something. That's why, again, you know, years ago, you'd have a straight actor play an LGBTQ role. That is not happening anymore. You purely want LGBTQ to play a role in that nature. So And then if they want a Korean actor, they're not going to hire a Chinese actor for a Korean role. And again, if you were Asian, normally, if you could pass for Japanese or Korean and you were Chinese, they would allow it right now. It's a very different time. So just be aware of the times, be aware of what you're asking from your agent and just know your agent is delivering the best auditions right now they can to you. And hopefully you just enjoy the ride and do the self tapes instead of coming up with a million reasons why like the age range isn't accurate or you feel younger than that. Trust me, we've received a few uh, self-tapes from some casting directors and the age range was insane. I think I remember it was like early fifties and this character, this particular actor was in their thirties. And I was like, um, question. However, we emailed casting casting's like, no, no, we're looking for younger right now. We're, we're kind of opening, opening it. So don't be too hung up sometimes on specificity regarding age Um, the other thing that Michelle touched on, if your friend tells you about this really great role that you should be reading for, do yourself a favor, ask your friend for the breakdown, ask your friend for the character breakdown so that you can read it. Make sure that you know who the casting director is, what the project is, and maybe even look at the dates, for example, of when this breakdown came out or when the outside dates are, because we need to make sure you have all that information before you start bombarding your agent and you put them on a wild goose chase. No, my favorite is, Hey, my friend read for this role. It's in the next movie of the week and it's perfect. Cause it's Italian. Okay. You're talking about like <laughs> the, the director's Italian, the rules Italian. You have to speak Italian. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, again, everyone, we are all doing our best right now. And I'm really happy to see that life is trying to get back to normal other than the horrible things that are happening overseas. So I think again, right now, love your neighbor, love your agent, love each other. 
Um, just communicate. Yeah. And be nice. Yeah. Be nice. Be kind. Be kind. I want to touch on the fact that, um, we do have some people going away. We've got people (laughs) that have been busy. We've got people that have done a play or two. It's really important that when you send your agent any outside dates, you understand the kind of, I'm going to say repercussions. I feel like that's a bit of a harsh word, but that is a harsh word. If you are going away for a two week holiday in the middle of April, right now, the breakdowns that are coming out, the outside dates are probably in April for shoot dates. So if you are not available and it's non-negotiable and you cannot change your flight or your vacation schedule, what happens is we cannot submit you basically until you're back from your vacation. So if your vacation is in the middle of April, majority of breakdowns that are out right now shoot in April. So we need to stop submitting you for projects because you're not available. And then we can start submitting you when you're back. So please be aware sometimes a vacation in the middle of a month that's a week or two weeks takes you out of being submitted for almost a month. Yeah. And think about it. Casting has been so lax on what self tapes look like since COVID, we all had to just do guerrilla filmmaking or guerrilla self tapes. So keep in mind, they don't care if you're in your hotel room in Cabo or wherever you've lovely jetted off to, or wherever you've jetted off to just you know, again, just go against a black or a blank wall, sorry, go against a blank wall, get some lighting that's around the room, whether it's an Airbnb or your hotel lighting, take the shades off. If you have to get creative, it doesn't mean stand in front of the window, your tripod and your blue screen. There's no excuse why you cannot tape when you're away. Not anymore. So as Nicole said, if you say that you're away the first week of April, and it's the middle of March, that means you're out till you're back. If you're saying you can't tape and you can't shoot, because again, all those shoot dates are casting now. So I think a lot of actors don't understand that. And we just want to let you know, it's not because we don't want you auditioning or acting. It's because you've chosen to block out some time. And as you know, that block is for shoot, but that means you stop auditioning weeks before. So again, just be mindful, like Nicole said, and, and just know that, uh, yeah, Brighter days are coming. Let's just say that. So get your self tapes in, book some shit. And yeah, and let's touch on one more thing before we go today, because there's so much to talk about. I love it when an actor calls. It's like, you know, where, why have I not gotten any bites on my self tapes? Why have I not got an offer? I would like to say where your fucking bookings are too. Because I'm like, <laughs> I don't call you and go, hey, why haven't Why you aren't booked? you doing your job? <laughs> Yeah. I think it's funny when actors will be like, Hey, where's my latest auditions? And they just read for like five gate or five roles. They just read for five roles in a week. And I'm like, well, where's the bookings? It's it's such a weird accusational thing for an actor to do to an agent. Just again, be mindful. If you call your agent, be like, where's my auditions or why haven't I got any offers? We could do the same thing to you. Could you imagine we called up all our roster tomorrow and be like, where's our fucking money? Where's your bookings? That's not how we think. So why do you guys think that way? It's not like we don't want you to work and that we're holding back all the good stuff. And we're like, ha ha ha, we screwed them another week of not auditioning and not booking. What? Our job is to book you, make your dreams come true. Why would we withhold? (laughs) We don't get paid unless you book. So if you're frustrated that you haven't booked yet, so are we, we're aware. Um, (laughs) 
So yeah, we don't need a phone call. We're aware if you haven't been booking in a while, so we don't need a phone call as a reminder. Um, and you know what? It's, it's a two-way street. We understand sometimes it can be frustrating. We are frustrated as well. We are aware of our clients that are taping. We're aware of our clients that are booking. We're aware of our clients that have been very quiet. And we, you know, we're aware of it. So you need to be aware of how you speak to your to your agent. It's a two-way street. We communicate with you the information that's come in. And if you're frustrated or upset or wondering about things, there's a nice way to do it. It should not be a finger pointing blame game. We are not here to make your life miserable. We would not have you on our roster if we felt that way. We don't, we're the type, and I think a lot of agents are, if they don't feel like they can do something, they're going to move on to another actor. They're not going to keep someone that they dislike on their roster and make their life a living hell. That just seems like a lot of energy. (laughs) It's a lot of energy. So I want to go into something before we wrap up. Yes, I'm adding one more point. January was exceptionally quiet exceptionally quiet. Unfortunately, because of the new variant, so sick of talking about COVID, everybody kind of put a bit of a halt to it. Plus so many actors were testing positive. So, so many of the shows pushed two to three weeks and went into February. So listen, February has been insane. Early March has been insane because yes, we have had a mini pilot season. I want to prep everybody that there's a chance that this will all come to a raging halt in a few weeks because that's typical. So please keep in mind that yes, this gravy train might continue. That would be amazing. I mean, Nicole and I don't sleep, eat, have weekends or nights off. And I do miss those times, but we will tough this out. That's why we like January. January felt like a dream. It was, it was the first time in my five years with you, Michelle, that I was like, oh, this is like a nice way to ease into the new year (laughs) versus previous years where you're just like pelted with breakdown after breakdown or self-take. First day back. back, It's insane. So we all know our clients in the springtime go fucking crazy because they wonder what happened to all of these self-tapes on auditions that have stopped. Well, we're not getting them. (laughs) We're not withholding them. We're not secretly hiding them somewhere for you. They're not coming in. So please be mindful. There is a time. It's usually, it usually happens in the springtime. It gets very quiet. So if anything, please enjoy the quiet time, take a little breather, do a little self-care. Maybe it's a good time to go on a little trip Do something that you love to do and don't worry about it. The stuff will come in when it's coming in. Go with the ebb and flow. But this is why I want to make a very bold statement here and say, do all the fucking self-tapes you can do right now because we are in the flow, people. This is the good stuff. This is, we are in a really hot time, okay? But this could dwindle in about two to three to four weeks, especially spring break, spring breaks coming up in like two weeks. Keep in mind, spring break always goes quiet for a couple weeks because most casting directors and most producers and most agents have children and they all go quiet. I mean, most humans in this business have children and they go quiet. So keep in mind, there's going to be a bit of a lull. Let's hope it's temporary. And then we should go right back up in June, but let's pray. We don't have the typical quiet time, which is end of March, April, May. That is typical. I don't know what this year is going to be like because of everything we've gone through. We may not hit it, but just be aware. That's why I take this time. I know it's busy, but take advantage of it. Tape as much as you can, tough it out like we are. And then when that quiet time comes, like Nicole says, take advantage of the quiet. So I feel like that's enough ranting today. What do you think? 
It's like the feast or famine of the, of the world. But it's so funny. I agents, and I'm sure all agents, their fucking phones light up in April because everyone's going goddamn sir crazy because they've freaked out because like you said, the self-tapes or auditions have dried up. Please don't freak out. Don't worry about it. It will come back. It does every single year. And I think uh, just be mindful of the ebbs and flows. So like Michelle said, if you can eat, eat, fill up now, because (laughs) when you, it's like, it's like a squirrel fucking gather all your goddamn nuts now, because when it goes into like springtime, which is our little winter quiet time, you can go into hibernation and you have enough fucking nuts to just subside you through and then it'll get busy again. I love that we're now squirrels. Okay. Well, look, we're going to wrap squirrel this up. Friends. I, I'm going to tell you in April, April, sorry, in April, I'm going to be enjoying myself because it's performers 25th anniversary. And I cannot Woo-hoo. believe it's 25 years. Nicole is going to come and celebrate with me in LA. So send wine. I know we always say diamonds, Valentino's. What else do we say? Send it all. Send the send junk love. food. Send love. send love. Send notes. Be nice. Be nice. Be nice. <laughs> Anyways, guys, a very belated happy new year. We are here for you. Now let's go kick some ass and make some magic happen. Hell fucking yeah. <laughs>